I'm Mark Peterson. And I'm Min Fun. And, and this, this is the FEMA, FEMA Podcast. Since we began the FEMA Podcast just over a year ago in March of 2018, we've created episodes talking about a wide range of topics. We took you inside the U.S. Air Force's Hurricane Hunters aircraft to show you what it's like to fly into a tropical cyclone to gather crucial data for forecasting. We talked with disaster survivors in Iowa who looked back at a major flooding event that, while devastating, has reshaped the region and has led to a more resilient community. We've also given you an inside look at FEMA and how we are working to carry out the agency mission of helping people before, during, and after disasters every single day. On this episode, I'm joined by Mark Peterson, a familiar voice on the FEMA podcast and FEMA Region 5's External Affairs Director. We're going to take just a step back and talk about the FEMA podcast, what we've done so far, what we're working on now, and where we hope to go. Let's just dive in. All right. So, Mark Peterson here with us today to talk about the FEMA podcast. Uh Podcast on podcast, man. It's inception, is, isn't it? This is a, a an amazing opportunity to talk <laughs> about something that um, has really kind of evolved over the last year and a half. So yeah. thanks so, for thanks for doing this. Yeah, of course. So what exactly is the FEMA podcast? How would you describe that in a nutshell? You know, I always uh, tell people when they ask me, you know, who is the audience for the FEMA podcast? I think about, um, you know, my, I'm an external affairs officer, so my job is to communicate to the public, but it's also to respond to disasters and, and work through the recovery of that. Um, but that doesn't say enough about what the agency does. Like The agency has such a, a broad um, sort of mission that it's not enough for me to just tell my mom at the dinner table that I am an external affairs officer and I go out and I try to communicate to the public what FEMA does. So this is sort of an extension of that desire, not just my desire, but I know that a lot of my colleagues feel that way, that um, we don't do enough to fully explain the FEMA uh, mission. And so this is a way to connect to that person that's sitting at the dining room table and help them understand exactly what it is that we do. Sure, there's so many different facets of FEMA. And you know, if I'm talking to my family members, my mom and dad as well, I can tell them what I do, but that's just a small part of what the agency can do. And and, and I and I, yeah, I mean, and I think that we you know we take for granted working in this agency that people outside of the agency truly understand all of the corners of the agency. There's so much that we do, from selling flood insurance to helping people recover from a disaster that just occurred. Um, to uh, helping communities uh, plan better for future disasters. I mean, it, it's it's such a wide um, mission. Yeah. So how exactly did the idea of a podcast for FEMA come about? What was the, uh, the brainchild or the person who kind of came up with the idea? Yeah, I mean, I'll just speak from my own personal um you know, experience here. Um, I find it, I, I, f- I have found it frustrating in the past that we, um, uh, that the opportunity rarely presents itself to fully explain the mission of FEMA. And, uh, you know, as an avid podcast listener myself, I found it just an awesome opportunity to sort of really dive into the programmatic um, uh, nuances of the agency in a way that we've never been able to explore before. Uh, We can dive into everything from, you know, unique planning scenarios, which we've done where we talked about, you know, solar weather uh, to, uh, you know, the impacts of uh, mitigation opportunities in small communities uh, throughout the Midwest. 
you can dive into all of the pieces of what the agency does and how it has it, uh, how has it affected our survivors and our communities around the country in a way that is not available in any other medium, whether it's talking to the media, um, working uh, uh, in, in social media, trying to po make social media posts. This is just such uh, a unique uh, opportunity for FEMA that I think that was really what drove us to want to create the podcast. Um, since we have created the podcast, you know, other things have come about like prep talks, you know, that really also uh, allows for an opportunity to dive into the, you know, sort of dense subject matter that makes up the agency's mission. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, a podcast is a really innovative platform that a lot of people are using to get information. So a Pew Research Center study says that 51% of Americans over the age of 12 have actually listened to a podcast um, within the last year. So that's a higher number of people, according to the Pew Research Center. Um, just 10 years ago, only 22% of people listened to a podcast. So numbers are growing and we're certainly taking advantage of that pool of people to reach out and, and tell the FEMA story. It's amazing. I mean, I, I talk to a lot of people and they say, oh, podcasts. Well, uh, you know, isn't that something that came out right when uh, the iPod came came <laughs> about? And so, yeah. you know, I, I think people think it's like a, sort of an older medium, but it's just hit sort of the golden age now. Uh, there's so much that can be talked about and learned through podcasts that I, this is just a great format. So what does it take to actually create a podcast episode? What are the logistics behind it, the technical aspects of it? Um, how many people are involved with putting an episode together? We organize the FEMA podcast out of FEMA's regional office in Chicago, uh, which serves the six states around the Great Lakes. You know, but the podcast is really just a team effort. Uh, we want FEMA employees to be excited about their work. And through that excitement, they're willing to tell us about, you know, sort of unique experiences that they've had, uh, both with the program, delivering the program, and also working with survivors or working with communities that uh, will tell a unique story. And so it's a team it's a team collaborative approach, not just with the hosts um, who are putting the episode together, but also with just the agency at large and, and um, finding those stories and, and then highlighting them in a way that uh, resonates with the audience. So speaking of some of those unique stories, um, you've had the opportunity to tell some of those stories. What are some of your favorite episodes that you've either hosted or that FEMA's highlighted throughout the last year with podcast episodes? Um, I, one of the earliest episodes that we've we've done uh, really stands out. We did a uh, a tour of the Hurricane Hunters with the United States Air Force National Guard, and I it was just an amazing opportunity. And I think we captured it in a way that really came across over audio that um, it was okay that the viewer didn't see the actual plane and, and the things that we were walking through. But that was a great opportunity to see what the capabilities of the interagencies are in supporting uh, FEMA response, but also the federal government response and local response and state response. I mean, this is, uh, it's a Responding to disasters and recovering from disasters is a team approach, right? And the same is true here. You know, we, we want to tell that team story um, of the interagency and our partners. And so that's a really great opportunity. Um, you know, one that I think maybe I don't know if a lot of listeners uh, found uh, as exciting as I did, but I did a, a episode with uh, on pre-disaster contracts. 
I went down and interviewed the uh, emergency manager for Chatham County, Georgia. Uh, and it was just a great experience of learning um, how practitioners in emergency management are doing innovative things to reduce the costs and make their operations more efficient uh, when it does come to responding to disasters. Great opportunity. Um, just a plug here, that was my first uh, internship at Chatham Emergency Management. I worked with Dennis Jones, so uh, it kind of all comes full circle. So, Mark, you take the show on the road as well. You travel to different places around the country and also different regional offices will help contribute to the FEMA podcast, too. Yeah, I mean, that's what the team approach really comes down to. It's not just the Region 5 team, you know, supporting this effort. It's also asking other regions and actually program offices. And also, in addition to telling the stories of how we work with different agencies and and partners, we also talk to survivors of disasters as well. Um, Any episodes that stick out in your mind about um, talking about different areas that happened or disasters that have happened and um, telling that perspective to see how the recovery process worked and how those disasters change the way communities look at things like mitigation, resilience, and just building back stronger. Yeah, I think uh, you could go back to the very first episode that we did, which was a look back at the 1997 floods with East Grand Forks, Minnesota, and talking about how this community just completely rallied around their recovery from just devastating storms. Uh, They are much more resilient community now. Um, The mitigation efforts that they've taken, the flood control measures that they've uh, undertaken, uh, this is a community that has um, learned from a disaster and continues to learn from it and continues to remember it, uh, that it is part of their planning going forward because they that it was such a, a monumental event for that community that um, it's really interwoven into the community fiber. So Mark, what episodes are down the pipeline that you're excited about? We've already explored a lot of sure. topics, but I think we're just scratching the surface. Uh, there's so many uh, interesting ideas out there that we can uh, really explore. Um, w- one, for instance, uh, n- not too many people understand or Not too many people know that FEMA runs the Emergency Management Institute. You know, uh, this is a center for learning for emergency managers, um, firefighters across the country to come and learn new techniques, innovative techniques uh, for how to do their job better. We should explore that. We should talk about um, that that unique learning environment. Uh, Likewise, the Center for Domestic Preparedness also educates emergency managers in a a vast array of ways that they can do their job better in very, very difficult situations. So I think exploring more about what the training capabilities that FEMA has would be an amazing opportunity to, uh, to really expand or talk about on the podcast. Um, So we also have episodes called Agency Updates. Can you tell us a little bit more about what those are and how they're a little bit different from the normal FEMA episodes? Yeah, I mean, I think what we wanted to do with the Agency Updates was uh, make them more relevant to current events. Um, So we don't necessarily think about the planning for episodes in terms of uh, well, in some cases, we might link it to a planned event like National Preparedness Month. That's a great example of something where we'll maybe plan for an episode during that time that's relevant to National Preparedness Month. But often, when it comes to um, releases of after-action reports that are really important to the agency, uh, maybe we need to create a, a specific episode that dives into that 
report. Um, when there's maybe a major hurricane coming, this would be a great opportunity for FEMA to get out there and talk about some of the preparedness actions that we really encourage the um, the public to take. So we've tried to create a not a not a fully spin-off um, line for the podcast, but just an opportunity to connect with the audience on current events. So what does the future of the FEMA podcast look like? Uh, you know, for me, I think we've only scratched the surface of interesting topics that we can uh, really uh, explore uh, just on the, the standard um, podcast medium or uh, on the standard podcast line for FEMA. Uh, but I have to tell you, I think there's just so many creative ideas out there that we could explore in terms of expanding the podcast. One of them is uh, something that is maybe a little bit more uh, along the lines of the agency updates. You know, could we create a line that is specific to uh, breaking news, current events, things that, um, you know, really draw the listener into sort of more of a, uh, I won't say like a news update, but something that is really relevant to something that is um, capturing the headlines. Uh, the other thing I would say is I think that we have major disaster recovery operations ongoing, Puerto Rico being one of them, that would really lend itself to telling the story of how that um, territory is recovering. Uh, there are so many projects out there that are really um, bringing the federal, uh, the federal interagency and the uh, territory and the communities together in a really productive way that is helping them recover, that those stories deserve to be told. Sure. And I think a lot of times, too, when a disaster hits, when the news cameras go away, people don't really think about these disasters anymore. But FEMA is still there. FEMA is still in Puerto Rico. FEMA is still in Texas. FEMA is still in a lot of places. So telling those stories and, and showing what happens years and years after the fact is important for people to get a perspective that they may not really No doubt. Know I mean, I, I've heard stats uh, this year that we average somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 open joint field offices. So that's where FEMA actually has a presence uh, during the res the disaster response and, and initial recovery. But that recovery doesn't end when FEMA um, just closes that joint recovery center, that joint field office. That recovery uh, and that partnership with the state continues for potentially years to come. And in fact, I, I think I, that same stat also told me that I think there is something like 500 open disasters across the country that FEMA is actively working. That doesn't mean that we have presence on the ground, but that means that we are continuing to have that partnership with the state and the community. There are uh, untold amount of stories out there that we can um, really focus on through the podcast. And in the near future, what kind of episodes are down the pipeline that maybe people can look forward to in the next uh, few months or so? Yeah, I mean, one of the uh, great assets that FEMA supports uh, in disaster response is the urban search and rescue uh, teams. FEMA has uh, a number of teams that we support and give them the capabilities to not just support the community or not just support the federal response effort, but also the communities in which they work. So uh, I'm really looking forward to sitting down with uh, one of the national team task force leaders uh, and also the you know urban search and rescue program office uh, lead to really talk about why we do this, uh, what's the benefit, um, what capabilities do they bring? I mean, I think people sort of 
think about what USAR does uh, because they maybe hear about them on the news in the wake of really uh, traumatic events. But the USAR program is really robust and, um, and they have amazing capabilities. So I, I'm really looking forward to talking about that. One of the things that I wanted to mention earlier is the podcast allows us the opportunity to dive into areas and explore areas that we really haven't talked about in the past. Um, our FEMA strategic plan has an emphasis on uh, building a culture of preparedness. And part of that is encouraging everyone to become more financially prepared. Um, financial preparedness is not an area that we've traditionally talked about when we talk about preparedness. It is now. It's a. It's crucial to being resilient after a disaster, um, and so we want to explore the connection between becoming financially prepared, being resilient, um, and then how that can facilitate a uh, more robust disaster recovery should a person be affected by a disaster. Um, those are great topics to get into, and so. Um, on the preparedness side of things, I think we can explore more and more topics. One of those topics that's coming up is how we prepare children for disasters. Uh, you know, obviously we think about homeowners and adults with jobs, but how uh, do we help children understand how to recover from a disaster emotionally? Um, how do we help them understand what has happened when a disaster occurs? So we're going to be talking with some experts at FEMA about um, the process of helping children prepare for a disaster. Awesome. And if people have ideas for a podcast episode or questions about FEMA that maybe a podcast could address, um, where can people send that information to? I, we are always open to feedback, uh, both how we can do the podcast better, uh, but also how we... Um, how can we, we can explore new ideas that the audience is interested in? Um, there isn't a week that goes by that I don't get feedback from people within FEMA uh, about topics that sure, we yeah. want to explore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'd love that to grow to the audience as well. Um, and they should feel free. I mean, I know we're a government agency, but we are very open to ideas. And so you can email us at fema-podcast at fema.dhs.gov. And if people want to listen to the FEMA podcast, what streaming platforms is it available on? What's the website for it? Can you give us some of that information? Yeah, so the the podcast is available at fema.gov slash podcast. But more importantly, for avid podcast listeners, it's available on iTunes and Google Play, and we're, expa we're expanding to other platforms. And so also on the fema.gov slash podcast website, people are also able to access a transcript. Is that right? Yeah, we have a transcript for every episode uh, so that if, you know, for people who are maybe hearing impaired, um, or who just like to read um, sure. the, the content of the podcast, uh, they can view it there. We welcome your comments and suggestions on this and future episodes. Help us improve the podcast by rating us and leaving a comment. If you have ideas for future topics, send us an email at fema-podcasts at fema.dhs.gov. If you would like to learn more about this episode or other topics, visit fema.gov slash podcasts.